This is the Campbell Digital Network. Thank you for listening, subscribing, clicking the link you found on social media, and joining us here on the Camel Call Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Budrovich. This episode focuses on the spiritual growth and development of our student-athletes, featuring former Campbell football player and now the team chaplain, Michael Rudisill. Rudy is finishing up his master's degree from the Divinity School and is extremely involved on campus with the football program, the Office for Spiritual Life, and helping Campbell FCA. Let's dive right in and learn more about Rudy. When I received the call from Campbell University, I was in my living room, and I heard it go to the answering machine, and I, Coach Mariani actually came over the answering machine and said, Michael, this is Landon Mariani from Campbell University. Uh, just wanted to reach out to you uh, about and talk to you about our university and our football team and would like to see if you're interested in our program. And just give me a call back. He gave his number. I don't remember that. And sure enough, I decided not to return the call. Um, I was looking for a bigger university, and I think I was caught up in the lights uh, when I was in high school. I was at a, a bigger high school, and I was in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg area. We played schools like Independence and Butler. They were in our conference. And yeah. so naturally, I saw all these kids going to these big-time ACC, SEC programs. And for me, that was where I was going to go. Um, I didn't care that I was five foot eleven, and I still say I'm six foot on a good day, and that I was two hundred and five pounds, and I knew that I could make it. And I ended up going to Appalachian State for a semester as a preferred walk on, and found out there pretty quickly watching Armani Edwards, uh, North Carolina legend, move around, and seeing that hey, I am I am not cut out for this. Uh, I need to find somewhere where I can go and play and enjoy this game for four years, and. I remember that call, but I also remembered a good friend growing up, uh, Will Philippi. He had reached out to me before while I was at Appalachian State, and he said to me, if you're interested, we have a spot. You can come play linebacker here. Uh, you can compete for a job right now. And I, for me, that was the most important thing. I wanted to be known. I didn't want to be a number anymore because I, I was number 101. Uh, <laughs> The ones that I didn't really print on the back of the jerseys, right? Exactly. It was my laundry lube. Actually, one of the funny stories is I was I was cutting off the 101 on my sweatpants because I didn't want to be known as 100, 101. I actually ended up slicing my finger a little bit and <laughs> had to walk around on the sideline with my sweatpants and a Band-Aid and a paper towel holding it for one of the games. And a little embarrassed by that. But at the end of the day, that, that was the sense that I had while I was there. I just didn't feel like I belonged. Uh, great program, great people there. But I wanted to go somewhere where I could, I could play for four years. And so I decided to transfer into Campbell after meeting with Coach Link. Um, Art Link, who's now the, the head coach over at Christopher Newport, uh, was one of the biggest influences in me coming here. He was a great guy, made me feel welcome and like I belonged here and that I was going to do great things. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to, to set the records uh, at Campbell University. Certainly when you came to Campbell around 2010, the program was pretty new. You know, it was just two, three years old in its infancy. For you to be able to play four years and, and to see on a, on a small level that growth and that development really take place with, I think, some of the big ticket items of, of Coach Minner and his staff starting to come in late in your career and having that big winning season near the middle of your career. I mean, just a lot of cool memories when you think about those four or five years here in the Creek. Yeah, I think from that, that first staff on, uh, really with Coach Mariani 
and then Coach Link, and then moving into Coach Menner and uh, Coach Hodges and uh, Coach Cox, especially Coach Cox, the relationships that I was able to build with those guys and the, the coaching staffs here, um, the different coaches that came through here, Coach Audrey Lindsay, um, they were great mentors, um, and especially Coach Menner helped re-instill that same passion that I had when I when I first came to this program and I, as I watched it grow and there was some frustration there were some growing pains it wasn't exactly how I wanted it to be uh, I believe we went one in ten my redshirt junior year and that really made me question football uh, I think that'll make anybody question why they play the game of football is you you go one in ten and hey why do we even play this game what's going on um I'm sitting there before every game, and I'm reading a devotional book and saying, you will have trials. And I'm like, oh, we're about to play this game. and I don't know if we're going to win this one. And knowing that we were pretty bad, and, oh, that was rough times. But Coach Minner helps reinstill that passion for the game and help carry through my senior year and really reminded me why we were here, uh, what we were doing. It it was powerful and it was beyond football and that we had a chance to continue to lay that foundation that I really believe the team this year helped to solidify that foundation for where we're going. Certainly need to when you think about not only big wins but certain games that stand out and one that we kind of see in pictures and in moments is a, a San Diego win from a, a time when Campbell had not really beaten San Diego before in the Pioneer League and you were one of the guys jumping up. I think an interception in that game, and you had some big moments. But to be able to beat the Toreros, who were kind of the, the, the crop of the league, that had to be pretty fun for you guys. Oh yeah, going in, I, I believe that was probably the most amped up I've ever been for uh, a game in my career, and that's my entire career. Just knowing the the history behind that program, having uh, Jim Harbaugh coach there, uh, quarterback that went to the league, and his name escapes me now. Um, Knowing that they were the, the team that was unbeatable and knowing that we weren't supposed to stand a chance. But I think the most intriguing thing for me was the way the fans reacted and to each and every single moment of that game. Um, early on, I, myself and Jeremiah Robinson, we chased down the quarterback and we, we tackled him and he got kind of hurt and then we ended up getting a sack later and – it just set the tone, and the fans reacted knowing how big that moment was. Um, that was before the other side of Barker Lane Stadium was built. <laughs> but still, the noise, I almost want to say, was deafening because they realized the magnitude of this game. And for our fans to care about a game like that and to know the history behind San Diego, that this is big for us. I think that propelled us into uh, winning that game and really setting – the the benchmark for what it means to win on a homecoming game at Campbell University. Which, unfortunately, we haven't had many of those recently, but certainly a nice moment to enjoy. And, you know, there's obviously highs and lows of it, but that was a huge game for this program. And one that also stands out, there's a bunch of banners behind the big big side of Barker Lane Stadium, and one of those includes yourself uh, dousing Coach Menner as you guys celebrate kind of your first win in his staff and in his program. And and obviously, we've seen what Menner's been able to do in these last six years, but to be there kind of from the start and, and to enjoy that moment with a guy like Coach Menner, what was that feeling like for you guys? The funny thing is, um, I, did, I played that game, and then when it was all over, 
I went back and watched the film from the celebration just to see that that moment in time captured. And it, it was literally a split second of me running up to him, congratulating him, turning, and all of a sudden there was a camera in our face, and then it was over. <laughs> and it, that single instance was captured forever. It's, and <laughs> I received nu- numerous compliments. Is that you? Is that you with the long hair? Who's that guy? And, yeah, that was me. Um, but that, I think that picture expresses the relationship that he and I have built. Uh, there was another moment this year uh, when we got a win on the road, and it was at Georgetown. He turned to me and started slugging me in the stomach, and he's still pretty strong, um, still pretty powerful guy. But that's the relationship that he builds with his staff. That's the relationship he builds with the players is that we celebrate like this, and we are joyous. Uh, I think one of the compliments that I've received about the, that picture is that you look so happy in this picture. And I was like, yeah, because we care about one another and we care about this program, and that's what this picture means. Um, Certainly neat, not only when you celebrate a win, but we think of the foam fingers and the dogs in the cage and the various little props that, that go into games like that. From, from just a player's standpoint, I mean, what when you see that momentous occasion take place and all of a sudden it's hey let's prop up this trophy or let's prop up this foam finger or whatever it is you know I mean what what's that enjoyment like for you guys in the locker room after a game it it, it puts our thoughts uh to an actual image and it's it's important to do that so we can remember the good times and that that's what really what it is is remembering the good times is is the same way we do with pictures and why we hold on to pictures and social media so much in my opinion uh, um we want to remember those good times and to reflect and celebrate upon those. So for me, I've always been the, the psychology guy. And so I look at it that way. I see it, hey, we are going to hold on to this memory and we're going to need to get as many pictures as we can of these victories so that we can remember what it means to be a winner. You have a unique perspective now working with the team, kind of as a, as a team chapel and, and some people can talk to you for guidance and also, of course, on road trips, leading prayers and leading small groups and things like that. It has to be not only just a unique experience, but just powerful spiritually and emotionally to help lead these kids and, and provide some perspective for them, being a graduate and someone who's who's seen a lot in his in his life. Yeah, that's really what my message, this will be my final year really as chaplain as I graduate from Divinity School here in the spring. Um, my final message at chapel discussed kind of my journey and the call to be here as a leader, but as a minister to these, these guys, um, when I was graduating from undergrad and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to go into, I actually spoke at our FCA and said, I'm not sure why I'm here, but I know I'm supposed to be speaking to you. And that's kind of consistent over the past four more years that I ended up staying here first coaching and then becoming chaplain. Um, I realized that, it is my my duty to be with these guys and let them know that they belong, that they are known, and they are loved. And that's all that I wanted, uh, going back to my story of coming here, is knowing that I belong, that I was known, and that I was loved. Um, and really, that's helped me carry on and to see some of these guys grow from Jack Ryan to, to Trey Sanders. Uh, I spoke specifically about those two in my, in my uh, sermon saying that Trey Sanders, when he walks into a room, he has this ability to light up the room. Uh, He's got the best smile, yet he is the hardest worker, and guys respect him because he never asks for any accolades or praise or anything like that. And so 
seeing Trey is, no, is somebody that I always wanted to be. I always wanted to be like Trey. And seeing Trey grow and Trey returning that kick this past game, Trey getting those big moments and coming to the sidelines, kind of like the Barry Sanders thing, tosses the ref and <laughs> comes to the sidelines, and everybody's, everybody's celebrating with him because they respect him that much. Um, that's the moments that make me the proudest, is seeing him celebrate that way. But seeing Jack Ryan put on 25 pounds coming to the season and being a hard worker and get to where he said he was going to be reminds me a lot of myself as well, is that you know, we, we have all these intentions for our life, but we never know exactly how they're going to turn out. Mine turned out completely different than the way that I expected. He set his goals, and he got to where, where he intended to be. And so neither was right or wrong, but at the end of the day, they can be respected because, hey, we are passionately going after a goal or something that manifested in our life. And for me, that is Jack Ryan, and I'm proud of that guy because he's going to do great things regardless of what he does. He's, he's extremely talented and athletic, and I hope a team gives him a chance. Um, and there's so many other stories between Eric and Blockman. That guy has the best personality on the team. Uh, sorry to anybody else that uh, <laughs> doesn't think that, but Aaron Blockman does. Uh, and he's going to do great things. I, I embraced him after the game. I said, you don't need to worry about a thing because you're going to do great things. You're going to do great things. And I don't think there's any doubt from anybody that that's the case with him as long as he believes in himself um, and trusts that there's a, a room full of people that support him here. Um, and that's the kind of the, the thing that I've wanted to instill within this team. Um, yes, there is this gospel message that I do hold to and preach. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, too, I realize that we all come from different walks of life and that we are all at different stages of our life. Um, the last portion of that that message dealt with being on a level plane and, and that Jesus was at this 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 road in his journey where he was walking around and he had been all over the ancient Near East and he unified a group of Gentiles and Jews together and he brought people that all looked differently and all believed differently and he sat them down. He said, blessed are those who are poor for they will inherit the kingdom of God. And that's this controversial message and not a lot of people see it or understand what it means but at the end of the day that is the journey of the football player too is that it's a message that's hard to hear but it's also a message of hope and that's what I wanted to instill within these guys is that instead of creating levels and division that we can find this level playing field amongst each other and it's not all about the game anymore. It's beyond the game. It's beyond the money and the contracts that those things are important. And when they get them, we'll <laughs> rejoice. We will absolutely rejoice. But at the same time, let's look at our brother. Let's look at our neighbor and let's join together. It has to be neat, not only because of bring, like you said, bringing those groups together as one, but seeing these kids over the last four or five years who, who kind of started when you were finishing up and now graduating and, and not only them moving on in their careers, but seeing the program go from the PFL and, and a lot of these non-scholarship preferred kids to now a different crop of, of kids coming in, but also seeing a bunch of these kids who started with you now guiding and, and leading them to this next quote-unquote step in their football journey. Oh, yeah. I think that that's probably one of the most special things is seeing a Trey Sanders be able to, to mentor a, a Lex or a Caleb Sneed and them be able to learn from him and same thing with Aaron Blockman and him be able to teach those guys what it what it means to be a part of this program um, Jack Ryan be able to look at a Tywin Rivens and say hey this is the way we play linebacker here um, and to carry it on to carry on this tradition um, 
Same thing with a Moncovia Gaffney, all the talent in the world. But to watch uh, Jack Ryan go out on the field and fly around and to know what it means to be a leader, yes, that's that's the way it's done. And I'm excited to see that that tradition carry on, is that we care about one another from senior to freshman and that we're all into this together. Rudy, I'd love to ask you, because you are a man who's very emotional, you are very devout and, and very strong spiritually, to, to go into divinity school, you know, it's, it's a different route. It's something that's very popular here at, at Campbell University, and you see it a lot around this area. But to take that route and to take that step, what kind of led you in, in that direction? Really, it's it was a matter of what what closed for me. Uh, I actually was coaching, and I, I realized that most of my time as a coach was spent as someone who was investing in the lives of the players. And I, I didn't get caught up in the film. Uh, even when we were recruiting, I was wondering what type of kid right. we were recruiting, and I was getting into the, the psychology of the kid, the player, what type of person they were, and the, the, the relationship with them. And then outside of that, I was still heavily involved with our FCA and different ministry groups on campus. And then when I decided that coaching wasn't for me and I tried to go ahead and look for opportunities out here, every single door closed. I, I applied to several different places, um, whether it be a high school coach, sales, marketing, uh, either you're not qualified enough or this is not the job for you or this is not where you need to go. Um, and it, it was extremely frustrating. One of the football programs I actually applied to to be a coach at a high school, they canceled the program. Oh, gosh. And I was like, what does this even mean? And so one day I was in my car and I, and I was praying and I, somebody had ar- already told me that I needed to be in ministry of some sort anyways. And I was praying. I was like, God, what, what do you want me to do? And um, I, I need to get out of this place, or at least I thought I did. Um, and the song comes on the radio and it said, greater things are yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. And I was like, wow, that, that's pretty ex- explicit there. Uh, <laughs> I guess this is what you mean, and I know the way for me to stay here is to go to Divinity School um, and to be a part of this university and to be chaplain. Um, That spot is available on our team, and I'll do it. Um, And everything from that point on fell into line, being able to to get a job here at the university, to be able to to work with our football team and to continue on with the guys and the relationships that I had already uh, built. Um, That's why I'm here, and, you know, the exact implications of working here and what they'll lead to, I, I'm not quite sure um, where I'm going beyond this degree. I, I do have this calling into to higher education, continuing on to another degree. Yes, more school. Um, but at the end of the day, too, I'm open to any opportunity. Uh, sometimes it's the turn of a radio dial and hearing an answer that way. What do you think about, because we do talk about student athletes and their investment, with themselves, kind of supporting each other and bouncing ideas off each other, but also kind of that faith involvement with FCA, with these community service groups that really get kids having that conversation and being open, regardless of their faith or creed, but just coming together in a space and, and having those those dialogues. Yeah, I think that is one of the most important things that we can do on this campus. Um, we have a, a initiative now, it's called Hope Happens Here, and for me, that, that holds a special place in my heart because I, I know the way that the student athlete struggles and wrestles with different things, especially with the mental health stigma, being able to support one another in a community. And I think for me, that starts from a place of faith. For others, it starts from just a personal desire to do something to care for somebody. 
Um, but I think we can partner together to come together and unify uh, with this goal in mind of being able to help with those in need. And the same thing with all community service endeavors, the same thing with um, athletes for athletes, being able to go to uh, sporting events and cheer them on. We also do something called number one fan out of my office. And that's the Office of Spiritual Life. And what we do is we're not there to just preach a word to them. Sure, we'll share a Bible verse or a passage of Scripture with them. But at the end of the day, too, sometimes it's just caring and letting them know that we celebrate their accomplishments on the field. When Summer uh, Price had a, scored 1,000 points, yeah. we were there. And we uh, one of Caitlin Rogers in our office, she decorated the door. <laughs> and she gave her all these goodies and cookies. Uh, Morgan Page actually done a great job with the women's basketball team helping to support them and that's a part of what these athletes are continuing to do I've met with uh, Cameron Kelshaw who's the vice president of the student athlete advisory committee and we're talking about ways that we can better serve other student athletes how can we let them know that they have a place here because we have student athletes from all over the world and to let them know that this is their home and we celebrate them not only as a student athlete but as a person And I think that starts, um, yes, with our office, but I also think it starts with finding out what these student athletes are interested in, what they want to do. For some of them, it is the hope happens here. For some of them, it is a community service endeavor, the golf team, the tennis team, whoever went to uh, Campus Kitchen Project over at Johnsonville Elementary, doing great things like that. each person has something they're passionate about and finding that and helping to unify us together in that way. I think that is one of the most important things we can do is within Campbell athletics. Campbell Digital Network.